Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, talking sports with you on this frigid Wednesday. We will do so right up until noon here today. A busy show coming up. We're going to go to Vegas actually a couple of times this week. Uh, Friday in the 11 o'clock hour, but today we're going to do so in about 20 minutes or so. Chris Andrews, one of the line makers at the South Point, where Vissen, the uh, radio network, uh, is housed. Uh, he will join us, and uh, we'll get his take on you know what has gone on so far on the Super Bowl wagering, some of the props that they're putting up, what have they seen. So we will do that coming up here at about 1025. It's Wednesday. That means David Kaplan, our buddy uh, from the... Well, it's more than the Windy City. It's the cold Windy City today. Uh, he will join us at about 1045, brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone of Iowa, making it possible for us to speak with David Kaplan on a weekly basis. In the 11 o'clock hour, off to Atlanta, we will go. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. He's on the ground in Atlanta during Super Bowl week. He's one of our uh, NFL guys that we have on a, well, seemingly weekly basis throughout the season, every other week during the off season or thereabouts, because after all, the NFL, there's never a dull moment. Very seldom are you going to be able to find an off block of any more than two weeks uh, in the NFL. And we'll finish things up with Alex Halstead, CycloneAlert.com. It's Iowa State, West Virginia tonight, Hilton Coliseum. It's a 6 o'clock tip. You can hear the game down the hall on uh, 100.3 The Bus. Coverage getting underway tonight at 5 o'clock. You can watch it at ESPN. I want to say it's on the U tonight. I'm pretty sure, Trent Condon. 6 o'clock start. 6 o'clock tip. It's fantastic. It's not the best night of college basketball, as opposed to last night where we had Mm -hmm. maybe too much? Is there such a thing? There was a lot of bouncing oh. back and forth. Clicker got a workout last it night. It sure did. What a wonderful night of college basketball last night. We'll touch on a lot of those games uh, here coming up. There is some Iowa State news regarding the football program. Positive. Um, David Montgomery joins his teammate Hakeem Butler. Uh, both of those uh, now former Cyclones who have declared that they're leaving a year of eligibility uh, on the table to go to the NFL. They have both been invited to the Combine. So Combine for Montgomery and Butler, um, good for them. Been a long time. I mean, when was the last? Here's one. Did Lazard get a Combine invite? It's a good question. I believe so. I think he did too. I think he did too. But certainly it's been has there ever been two cyclones? Oh, I'm sure. Has there? I'm what? sure they they invite what? 450, 600 guys? Yeah. When was the last time you saw an Iowa State player drafted? It's been a few years. It's been a few years. Two guys, two cyclones. We'll see. Check that out, Trent Condon. You're very good at Google. All right. And at typing. I'm a hunter and a pecker. You know what I was thinking about coming in, just how cold it is? You know what's, uh, well, there's a lot of differences. Did you ever have to plug your car in? Plug my car in? You never have heard of that, have you? Well, I have because my dad and my grandpa and his, uh, his brothers all ran a trucking business. Okay. So they would have to plug in the semis at night. Okay. Even though they were to heat in, the block in the garage. Yes. Right, right, so right. they'd have to do that. So yeah, I had heard of that, but right. for me personally, no, never had to do that. You Did you take to, your walk this morning? No, I took today off. Took yesterday, today off. I managed yesterday, but I'm not doing today. It's crazy. We got a frozen pipe. Do you? Yes. 
So how do you how are you supposed to prevent that? Keep the water running? Is I that? Guess I, I have so. no idea. First time it's ever happened. Lived in the house for six years. Mm-hmm. And there it is. So, so did it burst on you? Has it yet? Oh, any help? Two eight four fifty nine sixty six. Yeah, I don't know how to. Uh, or on, on Twitter at Trent Condor. Yeah. A frozen pipe, yeah, that could be expensive. Which is it a major one? It is upstairs. It's the cold water upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot water works fine up there, but mm-hmm. it's the cold water. And the biggest problem trickling down. If it bursts. Well, we just fixed. There was a leak in a pipe up there. Had to cut into the ceiling, get that fixed. Had just repaired it. Might have to be cutting into mm-hmm. it again and get that repaired again. So Mm-mm-mm. the bills keep stacking up at the county. Indeed, they do. Just when you think you're going to get a little bit ahead, mm-hmm. right? Wham! Something happens to you. Well, we had a fantastic night of college basketball last night. There were two two games coming down the stretch early. Kansas uh, and Texas. North Carolina State was hosting Virginia. Boy, they had them on the ropes, didn't they? I thought yeah. for a minute that the Cavs were going down, but uh, they managed to squeak one out in overtime. But let's do the Big Twelve first of all, and. Look, should I? I mean, let's do it. You're, uh, you're ready to throw the I, dirt? I, you, you got to, right? Been saying it all year long, Trent, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I'll tap the brakes. All right, I mean, every time I say this, I'm proven wrong. Texas, I don't want to say manhandled Kansas, but th- this wasn't a fluke by any means. By any means. Ostakowski had his best game of the year. By a long ways. And I've watched Texas play a number of times this year, and I've always thought to myself, one of my takeaways after watching a Texas game was, how is Ostakowski not not putting up more points? Yeah. You know, he does some of the, he, he had his best game of the year last night by far. Didn't shoot it exceptionally well. I was 0 for 3 from behind the arc, but, uh, uh, perfect from the free throw line. In fact, the entire team, 21 out of 23 from the free throw line. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to have uh, a lot of things going your way to knock off the Jayhawks. But look at, they're just not as good as, as we've seen. I don't know if you were to rank the 14, this would be the 15, uh, the last 15 years of Kansas basketball. I don't know where this one fits, but you're never going to hear anybody say, well, this is one of Bell Self's best teams. It's just not. I mean, they got one guy in Diedrich Lawson. Agbaji had a big night last night. Vic came off the bench last night, which surprised me because he started. I mean, I think he most starts mostly every game. But last night, uh, Self tried to do something different coming off that loss to, to Kentucky. And uh, they weren't able to beat Texas. A huge win for the Longhorns, which, in the trickle-down, now throws this Big 12 conference wide open. And I heard you say in your update mm-hmm. that Ken Palm has Iowa State as the favorite now to win the Big 12 regular season? Yeah, the Ken Palm projections right now have Iowa State projected to win the regular season title a solo title, not tied, a solo title in the Big 12. Currently, uh, the projections have Iowa State finishing at 12-6 and six, and then a three-way tie at 11-7 with Baylor, Tech, and Kansas. And not K-State. Not K-State. They're projected at 10-8. and eight. Hmm, Interesting, because when I looked at the schedule in advance of Iowa State after what happened last night, trying to get ahead of myself a little bit here, uh, there is that, that uh, what is going to be just a massive... Three-day stretch for Iowa State as far as their uh, where they will be placed at the end of the year. On the 16th of February, they go to Manhattan to take on K-State. Mm-hmm. We knew what happened uh, when K-State was in Ames. They picked them off last second. Kind of an improbable, and maybe not improbable because it was a really tight basketball game, but you thought Iowa State, who was up, I think, five inside a minute or a minute and a half, was going to find a way to win the basketball game, and they didn't. Uh, and then their next game, uh, they play Saturday in Manhattan, come home to host Baylor. That, to me, 
is where the Big 12 is going to be presided, decided pursuant to Iowa State's chances. They got Kansas out of the way. Mm-hmm. They got the split. Mm-hmm. They're in good shape there. I, I like this Texas team. I don't think they're as good as Iowa State. They've really no. got some pieces. I mean, Hayes is, what, 6'11", mm-hmm. and with a massive wing pa- wingspan. We talked about Ostakowski playing well. Uh, Fabry's off the bench, can fill it up if you leave him alone. They got some players, Trent, but it's nothing that Iowa State hasn't seen in the Big 12 this year. I think, there's, I think they're better than Texas. To me, it's Baylor. And think about what we're saying here. Is Baylor, whose arrow is is clearly pointed up right now, mm-hmm. and K, I'm not. I think K State deserves to be in that conversation. Texas Tech offensively, they're a struggle. You take all of them. I'll take Kansas. I will still. You take really Kansas. would. You would give me the field. Yes. Now uh, you know what? I wouldn't take your money. No, I wouldn't take your money. I think that's too easy. Fourteen in a row. Take another school. Two thousand. Get. To, I don't want to take your money. 2018, just a year ago. I know. A 3-3 three and three stretch. Mm-hmm. Losses to Baylor. Yep. A home loss to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's falling apart for Kansas. Mm-hmm. What happens? They win five straight at the end. They win the title. 2016. Yeah. Yep. Slow start. 3-3 mm-hmm. and three start in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. This is the year that it ends. Mm-hmm. Of course, it didn't end. 2015. Makai Luke. Fonte Graham. Yeah. Gone. Azubuke. Gone. You, so you don't think Bill Self's going to find figure I this don't. out? I don't. I don't know where he's now. I, I don't know where he's going to get these kids. Trent, their two freshman guards have not at this point. Uh, not uh, they don't look like freshman guards <laughs> that Bill Self has had in the past. Now they're both five stars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you you would think that they've got the uh, another gear, but who knows? Maybe the Big Twelve Conference right now is just too big for them. And they're and they're, like they've played big games all their life. I'm assuming, but yeah. man. I don't know. So far, Trent, no. Is it time to go to McCormick a little bit more? The big freshman? Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he was a top 40 player. No, I know. I guess. I mean, something's not working. Right, because with the way they're currently constructed without Azabuke, mm-hmm. they're not good enough. No. They're not good enough. But I, I believe in Bill Self. I believe in the hairpiece. Yeah. Give me Bill Self. All right. Well, um, then I get the rest. I get the you rest get the rest. rest. I'm home free. Home free. I'm home free. If there's a tie, do I get the win, though? Yeah, you know what? Yes. Then I feel really good. That's that's the way I will even it out a little bit. I'll, I'll give you ties goes to the Condon. So does 12-6, and six, as Ken Palm projects, does that get you a, a share of the title? 12-6? and six? Mm, I think you got to be 13-5. and five. I think 13-5 and five wins it. I think if you can get to 13-5. and five, And I, I think the only team that can get to 13-5 and five is Iowa State. To go that direction, I think at twelve and six, Kansas will get there and will get a share. Mm-hmm. And I look at the schedules the same way you did. Mm-hmm. The only team I can realistically get to at thirteen and five is Iowa State. What about K State? No. Oh. What have they got left? They got too limited offensively. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be Brown can Brown can fill it up. They lost to a bad Texas A and M team Saturday. Yeah, they did on the road. On the road. Still got road trips to Texas. Not, even not easy. We, even West Virginia. They go to Kansas. Yeah. They go to TCU. Mm-hmm. That offense, I can't see it. I can't say it for give, give me Baylor. Baylor. What do they got the rest of the way? This weekend, let's They've got see. to come here. They do. They also go to Texas next week. Okay. They go to Texas Tech and Iowa State back-to-back. That's not easy. Road trip still to Kansas State and Kansas. No way. That's tough. No way. No way for Baylor. Maybe Ken Palm's on to something. I, 
think Iowa State, the schedule, it's not daunting. Well, you heard uh, a lot of national pundits say those exact words, Trent. They mm-hmm. said those exact things after this, after the uh, win in Oxford this past week, that Iowa State, they're catching everybody's attention. They really are. Look, take care of business against West Virginia tonight. Um, beat Texas when they come on Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock tip, ESPN2. And then that week that we identified the uh, on the road in Manhattan on that Saturday, take on K-State coming home to face Baylor. That's not um, – and I think sandwiched in between there is Oklahoma. Look, Oklahoma's – they're not Oklahoma. No. They're, they're not a threat. They're no. just not a threat. It was a, it was a nice start and uh-huh. kind of figuring out how to play uh-huh. without Trey Young. Not mm-hmm. enough firepower there. And, and as long Kruger teams sometimes do, defensively they can, they can struggle. They've looked bad defensively at times again yep. this year. Yep. Hey, we talked Monday, Ken Palm again. Iowa State was projected to win every game but two the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Now he has them projected to win every game. After Oklahoma, that was one of the losses. They got throttled. Yeah, they're going to beat Oklahoma. Who was his other one? Do you remember? And TCU. And after mm. they got beat, now that's flipped the other way, and now Iowa State's projected so, to win by one. So Ken Palm's got them winning out. Winning out. But the overall record at 12 and 6, because you take some of those close games, mm-hmm. you're not going to win every close mm-hmm. game. That's kind of how it projects forward. But yeah, if you look at each game individually, the Cyclones are projected to win every one. Well, I think they're, uh, we'll see if that happens. Look, they got a legitimate chance, Trent. I don't think, I think it's over for Bill Self's Kansas, and it's been a hell of a run. It's been a remarkable run. We may never, I don't think we would ever see that again that long. I don't think no, we would. No. Um, but, um, they all have to end, and I think it's, I think it's, this is the year for Kansas. We shall see as they lose last night. And this isn't just based on last night. This is based on their body of work. Now, conversely, Michigan, who's going to be at Carver Hawkeye Arena on Friday. Trent, man, I go, I've gone back and forth all year long on this Michigan or Michigan State debate. Who is the best team in the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. They clearly want, the, the answer clearly resides in the state of Michigan. Here's one thing. I don't know if their weather was similar to what we are getting or what Chicago is getting. You know what time that game tipped at Ann Arbor last night on a Tuesday night? Nine o'clock. Yeah. Nine. That's ridiculous. And probably like 908 with the actual tip time. Well, they were late. They yeah. were late getting to it, so probably was 908. Um Dockich and who was the play-by-play guy? Bob Wasuzan maybe. Masu- I yeah. think it was. Um but 908, I get TV dictates, right? But yes. find a game in the central time zone. What's Texas and Kansas tipping at 6? TV. I get it, and I get that it's not. It's a different conference than the big t- um, if I'm a Michigan fan last night, it's tough to go out even if your team is as good as they are. Nine o'clock, nine oh eight tip in the east. As as frigid as it was last night. Anyways, but the what was uh what we saw on the floor, uh Teske is a load. Mm-hmm. Simpson is playing the best basketball I mean I've ever seen him play. That block that he had That he, was amazing. How about the hook shots he's yes. thrown up to? How, how many times do you guys see a guy go crossover hook shot? Right. <laughs> yeah, never is the no, answer to no. that. And and from a guard specifically. Yeah. Right, a triple double with no turnovers. I know triple double, no turnovers. Pool, who couldn't uh, make a shot early, got it going, finished strong. He finished with fifteen. The Canadian Brazdikas, Livers from off the bench. Trent, I'm worried about Friday if I'm a Hawkeye fan. I am worried that this, you know, we knew this block, right? This block mm-hmm. was going to be tough. But if you have a bad loss following on the heels of a, you know, the Minnesota game, which I think, I think is getting. Maybe a shade 
overreaction mm-hmm. there, to it just because that was the one you could win on this block or you could this is the one that you had the it felt the best about it didn't go your way and there were moments in that game that you just well specifically the first half that you're just throwing stuff at the you know uh, you you hated what you were seeing yeah it got close uh at the end there with uh, when Tyler Cook has the ball down four and decides to take it the length of the floor um but if you get blown out, if they get blown out on Friday, going back to what you saw on Sunday, I think the reaction is going to be ugly. In a very well could be ugly. You look at this Michigan team and they... What's the, the way weakness? That, the way that they've evolved the last two years after they... John Beeline understands. He knows how to coach offense. Mm-hmm. He knows how to put guys in the right spot. You know, for years they ran that one three one and be effective at times, but it wasn't very good. It was, and maybe we'll trick some guys and we'll get a trap out of it. We'll get a couple of steals, but we're going to beat people offensively. Kind of sounds like somebody we know <laughs> over on I-80. Mm-hmm. But he swallowed his pride, went out and found, for all intents and purposes, a defensive coordinator. And since then, you look at what they have done you've the been, last two been, seasons. You've been harping on this all week. You want that addition to the staff, right? There's no doubt. Yep. Michigan, the, the three years previous, defensively, 100th in the country, 92nd, 69th. And where are they now? Right at the top, aren't they? They're third in the country last year. Yeah, they're number one in the country this thought. year. Yeah, and now, that, Xavier Simpson is a big part of that. Yes, don't yes. don't don't miss that part because Xavier Simpson is is he the best on ball defender in the country? I don't think it's a leap to say that. I, I haven't watched all three hundred fifty one teams. Yeah, I was going to say I could maybe find somebody on Virginia or one of those, and that's that's more team oriented. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's true. Ty Jerome's a stud. Mm-hmm. He's really mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. but. Xavier Simpson completely changes the way they play defensively, and that's a big part of this jump we're seeing. But another big part is John Beeline swallowing his pride and saying, this is your defense. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to. And look, last year national championship game and a Final Four contender again this year. I don't think there's any doubt. Real quick, to finish up on the Big Ten, uh, Trent, Nebraska is circling in the drain. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a bad week over there. It's been a bad couple of weeks over there. Bill Moose, the athletic director, uh, he had to, uh, I guess the Board of Regents had to come out in with a uh, vote of confidence for him yesterday. There were internet rumors circulating around him, and it came out, uh, Sippel had this, Lincoln Journal Star, those internet rumors uh, pertain to what some people were calling alcohol abuse by the by the athletic director, mm. and Moose had to come down and shoot it down. He says, look, I like to have a beer. You know, and he goes out into a small Nebraska town, stops in for a beer. Sure. <laughs> right? That's allowed, I think. It is. Um, but apparently did, did not sit well with some of the people uh, with the, close to the program, and they, I don't know if they, you know, started this fire or whatever, but, I mean, in the middle of the week, in the last part of January, the the board of regents forced us to come out with a vote of confidence because somebody saw your athletic director having a couple of beers, not fall down drunk, not getting behind the wheel of a car, just having a beer, having a couple of beers. Anyways, uh, let's go to Vegas when we come back, shall we? Chris let's Andrews from the South Point joins us. David Kaplan's coming up. What time's Cappy? About eleven forty, somewhere around there. Eleven forty, eleven forty, or ten forty, ten forty-five. We'll get to Cappy uh, in the eleven o'clock hour. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, live from Atlanta, and then Alex Halstead on tonight's Iowa State West Virginia game. West Virginia. Ooh, boy, going to be without one of the better players. Bolden did not make the trip. He got hurt in the uh, game against Tennessee, Tennessee. this past weekend. And uh, he's one of their better players. No Kanate. He's been out most of the year. Now Bolden is out. An undermanned Mountaineers team that's what? Double-digit dog? 12 and a half 
13 in some spots this mm. morning. Uh, we'll find out more on these odds when we go to Vegas, and we'll do so next. Trent and I are here until noon. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX. Polar Plunge. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. About 20 minutes or so away uh, from David Kaplan joining us. Now, full disclosure, Cappy's on the air right now at ESPN 1000 in Chicago, so Trent and I had to tape this earlier, but uh, we will get Cappy coming up here in about 15 minutes. Right now, let's head to the desert, shall we? Uh, to South Point we go, where we catch up with Chris Andrews, one of the line makers at the South Point. Uh, Chris, my first time uh, having you on. Uh, good to meet you. Of course, you know Trent very well. Uh, welcome to uh, 1460 KXNO. How are you, Chris Andrews? I'm doing great. I'm glad I'm in Las Vegas and not suffering through, uh, what are you guys, about 30 below right now or something? Yeah, with the wind chill, it's, it's pathetic. Could be worse though. Minnesota, um, yeah. uh, Minneapolis, Grand Forks, North Dakota, just awful. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, let's, uh, th- let me ask you before we get into the numbers. Uh, you guys, of course, are the Vissen Studios are, uh, headquartered at the South Point, Brent Musburger's project that, uh, you know, a lot of people got involved, Yeomans and Vinnie Mayulu and a lot of people, Mitch Moss doing a great job there uh how about how much um a bump in business have you seen simply from having you know that um brand uh familiarity out there that the Vissen and the south point are kind of joined at the hip how much has that been a benefit to the south point in your opinion well i've been there uh three years now and our business has grown every single year so it's hard to say, hard to put a number to it to say how much uh, VEASAN actually uh, added to our, to our business. But it's definitely increased the vis- visibility. Mm-hmm. And I get guys coming in and they say, hey, I saw you in VEASAN. That's why we decided to come by South Point. And, uh, you know, definitely had some pretty big betters that have come by. Uh, you know, we have two places. I have the South Point and the Rampart. And, uh, you know, we do real good business and take big limits and all that. But uh, it's 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 hard to compete like with the MGMs and the Caesar Palaces of the world. They have thousands of rooms. Sure. Uh but we are competing with them pretty good. So uh you know, I'm pretty happy with the way things have gone, but it's hard for me to put an exact number on it. I don't know what that would be. Chris, well, with the Super Bowl here, one of the, if not the busiest week with the NCAA tournament, it is right up there. Leading into it. I saw a lot of shops out there. They opened up the Rams as a favorite and quickly moved back the New England way. Were you guys the same at the South Point with the Rams opening as a slight favorite? No, I, I really felt the public would come in on New England. So when I, it was one pretty much everywhere, uh, I opened Pick'em, just trying to stay ahead of it a little bit. And, uh, we, you know, we, we mostly did stay ahead of it. Uh, so we're really pretty even on the game. I, I was the first and I think the only one so far to go to three flat mm-hmm. yep. on the game. And, uh, and you know, we got back quite a bit of Rams money at three flat. And we're also writing a lot of Rams business on the money line. I expect that will continue. But I also expect that we will be back at three at some point during uh, the next couple of days. And, Chris, you have to handicap a little bit different than some of the other shops because, what your boss, he doesn't like moving around with the juice. And for uh, people that don't know, you lay minus 110 to win 100 back. A lot of shops will go into 120, even minus 125. You guys don't do that at the South Point, right? Yeah, pretty much everybody in town does just mm-hmm. what you described, Trent. They go to 
uh, extra juice, especially around the three or the seven. And some guys do it on some other numbers too. But, uh, you know, I've always believed, and maybe part of it is just because my first real decision-making job in Las Vegas was in 1980 and 81, where I did work for Michael Gaughan. And, uh, and they always thought, you know, minus 110 is just fine. You know, move mm-hmm. half a point, and if the number falls, it falls. But I think overall it's been a, a big benefit to our business because if you walk into our place, you're going to lay 11 to 10. That's right. right. I know game might be two and a half instead of three, but you're still going to lay 11 to 10 regardless. And by the way, I have 10 point spread props out there. So <laughs> you can take three. You can take three and a half. You know, you can do all sorts of things. You're, you are going to pay juice, but the basic number on our board is always at minus 110. Hmm. Uh, of those alternate point spreads, what, uh, which one of them have you seen the most action on so far since you posted them? Is there one number that seems to be uh, getting more play than the others? Yeah, yesterday we actually had a pretty big bet on the Patriots plus three and a half. Guy laid a dollar ninety, uh, thirty eight thousand, and went twenty. Uh, but we had already had some play the other way on that uh, with guys laying the three and a half on the Rams and getting, you know, a pretty big plus for their money. Uh, and then this guy came in and he's, uh, he's a local guy, obviously has a couple of bucks in his pocket. And, uh, you know, he asked me if he could bet 20,000, uh, on the Patriots plus the three and a half. So we put him on and that's probably been the, the biggest one so far, but, uh, we'll see a lot more between mm-hmm. now and post on that. that was one of our biggest, uh, yeah, all the alternate point spreads was probably our biggest prop action last year, and I expect it'll be the same this year. Mm-hmm. Chris Andrews from the South Point is our guest, Miller and Condon, on 1460 Kicks. You know, you mentioned those big bets, you know, the six figures. I'm not sure if uh, I know you guys are w- willing to take seven figures on the Super Bowl. I know some shops will and have. Uh, but when, typically, when you, when the, the big money does roll in, is it a Saturday? Um, I would anticipate it's closer to kickoff uh, than those, than, than the big serious money shows up or am i wrong chris well you know i already have a couple of guys who have emailed me one guy uh we usually put him on for a hundred or two hundred thousand during the season uh he emailed me that he he, right now he plans to come to town uh when he i say i put him on for a hundred or two hundred he goes everywhere else in town and bets about the same amount of money uh so he might be looking to bet a million on the super bowl uh, as long as he gives me about a day to, to maneuver a little bit, I, I'd probably take a million from him. I got another guy who's uh, kind of a strange bird. He shows up, <laughs> I was, you know, and he's looking at better. I've taken million dollar bets from him before, and I was, I said, "Come on, man, you got to give me a break. You got to come in a little early." But he's come in sometimes half hour to post, and if I can accommodate him, I will. And uh, I got another guy who's turned into a regular customer of ours, and he usually. His unit is usually like 300000 a game, you know. So I haven't seen him. I don't know if he's going to show up. He, he doesn't always show up. But usually for the big events, he winds up uh, coming into town. And we, we take care of him, you know, uh, when we can, which is, you know, pretty much all the time, you know, obviously. But, uh, you know, we get some big ones. Chris, you know, one thing I was wondering about with all the props that are out there, and, and it's different at, at the different casinos and different sports books out there, you know, I was looking, one place that I've been investing in, in doing some studying on is Todd Gurley and, and what he's going to be. I saw a shop out there that had his rush total at 59.5. I saw another one that had it at 74.5. That middling opportunity, 
Do you guys care at all? I, I know you know most of the other sportsbook directors out there. Do you care if somebody's just trying to middle you guys because, well, it doesn't matter to your bottom line as long as you have the right side of it, right? Yeah, you know, that that's an interesting question, Trent. Boy, did you go to class or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for a that while, you, Chris. That you and I education is really paying off. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a good question. Um you know, we, we care to a certain extent, but you're right, though. We do, you know, our primary concern is do we have the right number or don't? And even though that's the number one question, if we do see a trend going one way with strictly guys just, you know, arbitraging that middle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we do adjust and we try not to be too far off. But, again, sometimes, you know, we, we take a pretty good bet. Some of the, you know, I Listen, some of these guys, I know they take like maybe $300 on some of these props. You know, we, we take a little more than that. So uh, we really have to take care of our own business. But but we are definitely aware of what other people in town have, for sure. Mm. Speaking of being aware in town, but how about in state? $158 million last year. That set a record. Of course, now we're seeing a whole bunch of states have uh, thrown the doors wide open to sports wagering. Uh, but yet the, the the consensus is is you guys in the desert are going to blow by that 158 million dollar threshold and set another record. Uh, do you believe that that's the what's the what's going to happen, Chris? And, you know, I think that's very likely. Sometimes we really can't tell till the last day or so. But the thing that I've said from the beginning is, you know, all this legalization of, of gambling is is going to grow the market. Now, the market was there. I mean, I'm sure guys in Iowa were getting down on, sure. you know, various bets and legal or illegal. And, you know, I don't know that anybody's ever been prosecuted for actually <laughs> placing a bet. I think the answer is no. Uh, so that the market was there, but this did grow it because it made it much more visible. And, you know, Las Vegas, we've been doing this for a long time. You know, we certainly have our dedicated clientele. And, uh, you know, I, I just this last weekend, uh, of the football. So I guess about two weekends ago, uh, yeah, I was, I was just talking to some guys who were from Pittsburgh. They came out, they said, no, nah, they wanted to be in Vegas for the conference championships, mm-hmm. even though betting was now legal in Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, there's casinos there where you could bet it, but they wanted to be in Vegas. They just felt that's where the excitement was. And, uh, you know, th- that was their choice. So they flew out here. And, uh, you know, I think that that was just very typical of a lot of people, uh, from around the country that, you know, Vegas is still the mecca for, for sports betting. And you, you can find some exciting things in uh, various locations around the country. But still, it's going to take a while for everybody to catch up to Las Vegas. Chris, your favorite prop that you put on the board, and who are you rooting for at the South Point this weekend? Well, you know, Trent, first who I'm rooting for, it's, uh, it's hard to say because I was just talking to my boss yesterday. I said, you know, last year on Sunday morning, the best scenario for us was New England to win by one through four. By the time they kicked off, the very worst scenario for us was New England to win by one through four. So I don't know, you know, who I'm rooting. I'm going to root for whoever we need. Uh, you know, I, listen, I'm I'm like probably ninety percent of the fans in America. I'd rather not root for New England. I've had about enough of them. You know, so I hope I'm rooting for the Rams, but I'm not going to let that dictate. You know, my. Uh, you know, my odds making or moving the money or anything like that. Whoever we need is going to be who we need. Listen, if I get stuck needing Tom Brady, I guess there's worse positions to be in. So I'm not really, uh, you know, sweating that too much. If that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. 
Yeah, Trent, Trent, I don't know if I can pick out my favorite prop. We have about, I think we have 325 of them right now. <laughs> um, and we're going to add some more probably in the next couple of days. You know, we want to use something with the uh, Las Vegas Knights who are, you know, super popular mm-hmm. out here. And, you know, James Harden's been on fire. So we want to do something with him. And, you know, I was kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with LeBron. He hasn't played in about a month, but I'd love to have him on the board somehow. So we got about 25 more that we're looking at. We'll probably have 350 come Sunday morning. But, you know, I don't know if I could pick one out, you know, just to say this is my favorite one. I can tell you the ones that we've gotten played on the most is uh, either team to have, like, some of these, you know, sort of strange scores. Not not that strange, but, like, you know, three, six, you know, for a final score. Three, six, seven, 13, mm. you know, 10. You know, so, like, guys are betting some pretty big money on those exact numbers, it don't figure to show up. I mean, the total's 56 and a half. So it figures that, you know, each team probably going to be around the 20 mark anyway. But if one of those numbers shows up, uh, you know, we stand to lose about six figures on, <laughs> on some of those numbers. So, uh, you know, I, those are the ones I'm kind of watching at this point. But I don't, I don't know if I could pick out one favorite one. We got all kinds of stuff. But, I always say, if you look at our board, you can't figure out something to bet on. You really don't want to make a bet. Right. That's all. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Best way for me to describe it, Chris, if you if you take your wife uh, to Las Vegas, there's a pretty good chance she's going to find her way to the outlet malls, and it's essentially right across the street, right? Uh, yeah, uh, probably a pretty good chance of that. Exactly. Good stuff. Chris, thank you. Good to talk to you. Hey, nice talking to you, too, and uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting again at some point. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. Chris Sanders from the uh, South Point. Really is a nice property, Trent. Yes. South of the Strip, Mm -hmm. it goes uh, essentially Luxor, Mm -hmm. Mandalay Bay, then a big gap to the South Point, and then a bigger gap to the M, which is where CG's headquartered. That's where you... uh, That's why I did my radio show to begin with when I would go out there. Unlike when I was going every three weeks, mm-hmm. I would be at the M. And then we built a studio for me at the Palms. You know who works in the studio that was built for me at the Palms now? This is just a complete epitome of it's a small world. Peralt, right? Matt Peralt. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It, full circle, huh? Built a studio for me when I was out there working with Brinson. I was in Vegas. He uh-huh. was here. And then I come back here. And who now does his show daily at the Palms in the radio stu- station? My old partner, Matt Peralt, who we have to have on. Yeah. At some point. I love Matt Peralt. I still do. Had a great time working with him. Uh, we will take time out. We'll come back. Cappy. Let's get love to him. Love having him on. Uh, he joins us next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. <laughs> 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. As we continue on, as promised, let's get to Chicago, shall we? Where it's as windy and cold there as it is here. He's the cap man. He joins us, David Kaplan, NBC Sports uh, Chicago, and, of course, ESPN 1000. It Cap Trent Ken, thanks for coming Sunday. on. How are you, Do Cap? Do you have what it takes to raise the great, trophy? It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. Cap, I want to go back to yesterday. Uh, all right, welcome back. As we continue on, as promised, let's get to Chicago, shall we? Where it's as windy and cold there as it is here. He's the Cap Man. He joins us, David Kaplan, NBC Sports, uh, Chicago, and of course, ESPN 1000. Cap Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Cap? 
Well, I'm doing great, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. Cap, I want to go back to yesterday. Uh, your, uh, during your show, you had Stan Van Gundy on, and you know, reading your Twitter account, apparently uh, Stan Van Gundy was not holding back. Give us kind of a recap of Stan Van Gundy, who apparently went off on the Chicago Bulls brass. Well, he crushed them. Uh, he said that they don't respect coaches, and that's why they keep changing coaches, and Jim Boylan will just be the next fall guy. And he was, you know, obviously he's very close to Tom Thibodeau, so he took some shots on behalf of Thibodeau, saying how, well, you know, what a great job he had done, was winning, and still couldn't get along with the front office. Uh, he just fired on him. He really did. And I, look, I like John Paxson. I've never made any secret of that. I think he's a good person. I think he works exceptionally hard. The problem is the draft record over the last several years from the ill-fated trade for Doug McDermott Mm -hmm. to Tony Snell to Marcus Mm. Teague over Draymond Green Mm. to Denzel Valentine. Uh, Bobby Portis is just okay. They have not hit home runs, and that's the problem. Could they hit a home run if somehow they uh, work a trade for Anthony Davis when that is uh, eligible to happen? I mean, is there any? Ch- I know Bulls fans are, are salivating over the the thought of him in a Bulls uniform. What are the chances? Do you think zero? Absolutely, one hundred percent zero. Because Anthony Davis is represented by Rich Paul, who also represents LeBron James as part of that James company, and there is no chance that Anthony Davis is coming back to Chicago. It, like, if this thing was rolling and the Bulls were a 60-win team like they were under Tibbs and maybe a piece away from winning a title, maybe he listens. I still don't think he does. I think he wants people close to him who I know. Uh, one of his high school coaches said, look, he just wants to keep his business and his personal life separate. And so he'll come back and visit all of that but he is not going to want to play in Chicago. But as bad as it is, there is zero chance. I know Gar Foreman spent some time in our fine state here as an assistant coach at Iowa State under Floyd. What has this guy done? I I, I look at his career. I was reading through his bio. How is he still employed? I don't get it. Is, Is he tight with Reinsdorf? Is that what it is? Uh, Look, I think Gar has been, had his legs chopped off. I do. Mm. I think he is no longer in real charge there. I think it's John Paxson's show again, which is the way it should be. Mm -hmm. They need to go get a... Look, they need to change the perception of the organization. So when when I say that, what I mean is they need to have a press conference at the end of the season. Okay, we have fired Jim Boylan. I'd like to introduce... Ken Miller, he is our brand-new general manager. John is going to be here as the executive VP to help guide him, but it's going to be Ken's show. He's going to have a lot of say on what we do going forward. And here's our new head coach. It is Monty Williams, and we are changing the narrative. No more are we going to be a punchline. We may not win next year because it's going to take us time, but we're getting this thing where we're – 
a respected NBA entity again, and right now it's not. Mm, indeed, Cap. I want to go back to the weekend. It was the. It was one of the. It might have been the greatest thing I've saw in sports this past weekend. I brought it up with Trent. He didn't see it, so I never really had a chance to opine on it. I know you watched her because you were. You took to Twitter very quickly afterwards, and if there was a picture of a person with a jaw dropped on Twitter, that would have been you. It certainly was me watching Kendall Coyne Schofield uh, whipple around the. Almost as fast as the fastest player I've ever seen in my life in Connor McDavid. Cap, I was blown away by how fast this woman could skate. That skate, that was eye opening. Yeah, Kendall Coyne Schofield, whose husband plays for the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, actually joined Oh, Michael Schofield's wife, I never put two and two together. There you go. Okay. And they they live in the south suburbs of Chicago, where she's from, Palos Heights. Uh-huh. And I had her on as a guest yesterday when Eddie Olchek joined me on the show. Yeah. And to watch her skate, this wasn't like, wow, that's a really interesting woman skater. This was a great skater. And I thought, you know what? People need to realize how great an athlete she is. And to see the NHL players go, whoa. Right. She can skate. I thought it was great. I tweeted it, and then when we got offered a chance to interview her, I went all in. Let's do it. Yeah, and I saw she's parlayed it into a uh, actually an announcing gig. She's going to to uh, tonight. I believe she's got the Penguin game on uh, NBCSN. She's actually going to going to put a headset on her. So maybe this um, you know maybe this launches a career good for her. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was outstanding. Indeed. Hey, you mentioned Eddie O. How's he doing? He's doing great. Knock on wood. He looked yep. good and he's happy. He's healthy. Uh, a year ago at this time, he was still going through his chemo treatments, mm-hmm. and he had won the two hundred and sixty or seventy thousand dollars in that mm-hmm. Pegasus World Handicap yep. Handicapping uh, Cup Challenge. And this year, he was in it, and he finished out of the money. He finished up the track. <laughs> uh, and the funny thing is, he said, "Boy, a year ago, I won all that money, and it didn't matter. I was fighting for my life mm-hmm. with." chemo he goes and here we are a year later and i'm mad at how i performed in a handicapping contest he goes but i got some real quick perspective when my wife said his wife said where were you a year ago eddie where are you today and how about this friday he comes on the show he was at the all-star festivities in san jose he was in the contest via his computer he comes on he goes all right i'm giving this out to the listeners three four Five. There's your box in the big race in the twelve number twelve race, and he wakes up. It's raining on Saturday. Pouring. He changes his picks and goes one five. It finishes three four. Five. <laughs> Always the way it happens. Cap, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, does this matchup do anything for you? I have Patriots fatigue yet. Uh, you know, here we are on the cusp of the Super Bowl, and I'm back in, and I appreciate Tom Brady and Belichick and what they've done. I like this Ram story. I'm a Wade Phillips fan. I love the fact that he put on his dad's old coat or a replica of it and actually wore, wore Bum's coat to the Super Bowl. Uh, how do you like this matchup, Cap? I like it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, I'm not a Patriots guy. I can't tell you that I don't think that they're a great franchise because they are. They're amazing. It's just that wasn't my team. I just never was all in rooting for the Patriots. But I would love to see the Rams go out and find a way to win this. I would. I hope that Nikel Roby Coleman keeps his mouth shut. Really? Going forward, he sounded like an idiot whether he was you know, taken out of context or not. But 
I think they have a chance to win. I think they can score. I don't think New England is as good as everybody says they are, but they certainly can go out and win the Super Bowl. So I think that this game's going to be high scoring, and I'm going to go 31-28 Rams. So you think the wrong team is favored as I do? I absolutely, yeah, I do. I'm with you. Absolutely, I do. Oh, boy. I, I hope you guys are right. I just envision Tom Brady marching down the field late mm-hmm. and getting number six. One for the other thumb for Tom Brady. Hey, uh, Cap, speaking of the NFL, let's go to the Bears. Seven pro bowlers, including Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky ahead of schedule, on schedule, going forward into year number three, and how important year number three is going to be for him. Uh, I would say he's probably a little ahead of schedule because I don't think they realized when they drafted him that they were going to get Matt Nagy and it was going to be that quick a turnaround from 5-11 and 11 to 12-4. and four. But he's still got a long way to go. I watched him in the Pro Bowl the other day, and it's the Pro Bowl. I mean, it was pouring rain and nobody's really running hard. But right. just the decision to throw the interception that he threw was just a terrible decision. He's just got to be better, and I think he will be. Mm. Cap, I want to talk baseball with you. Justin Wilson, who was really bad when he came over from Detroit, and I thought had a terrific bounce back year last year. I really did. I thought that there were times that you know he was holding that bullpen together. Uh, he's a Met now. Um, how big of a loss? Is this one that's going to fly under the radar that, you know what, boy, it would be sure nice if uh, Justin Wilson was still coming out of that bullpen. Will they miss him? No, I don't think they will. He was good here. He wasn't great. Uh, he was awful when he came over in 2017. and yep. 18, he was a solid reliever, not spectacular. So, no, I think he needed a fresh start, and I think that's why they moved on. Where's you, Darvish, and what is a realistic expectation in 2019? Uh, I actually think he's going to have a big year. I do. I'm not telling you he's going to go win the Cy Young, okay. but I think he's finally healthy, and he looked good. He looked like he'd gained some muscle since he missed all last year working out. And he's cut loose throwing and said he feels great. He's doing his interviews in English, which I thought was really, you know, a big step for him. So I expect you, Darvish, to be a very solid member of what I think is the National League's best rotation. Last thing for you, Cap. Got to throw a White Sox question in here. We get crap when we don't. Uh, I want to talk to you about Jason Benetti, the voice of the of the White Sox who took Harrelson's spot. What a what a what a uh, a talented talented broadcaster. Uh, several palsy, I believe, he's been stricken with. I know that the uh, the White Sox had their caravan, if you want, if that's what it's called, last week. Uh, Jason Benetti, have you gotten to know him at all? cap and uh, and I'm, I'm assuming you feel the same way about him as i do yeah jason's a, uh, somebody that i'm very very you know fortunate to call a good friend i like the guy a lot um i think he's an amazing announcer <clears throat> whether i listen to listen to him doing college basketball mm-hmm. where he and dan dockets make a great they team do, yep. or a college football game a White Sox game. I'm a huge baseball guy. You guys know that for so many years. I love listening to him and Stoney, even when the White Sox are up the track. So it's uh, he, he's. I think he's awesome. I, I do too. Any uh, movement on the Cubs television network? Not yet. I still think it's going to end up being something with Sinclair, but they have not completed that deal yet. Good stuff. Cappy, thank you. We'll talk to you next uh, week. Where are you going to be? I will be in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, but I will definitely be ready to do the show from wherever that day might find me on next Wednesday. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, Cap. Appreciate what you do for us. 
Anytime. See you, boys. See you. And tell people that Stan Van Gundy interview from yesterday. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Whoa. Got to listen. We'll direct them to the podcast. Thank you, Cap. See you, buddy. Yeah, good to talk to you. David Kaplan brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurionstoneofiowa.com. If there is... Well, a project, an indoor or outdoor project. Iowa Centurion Stone of Iowa manufacture stone and natural stone veneer updates your exterior or your interior project of any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa, variety of styles, patterns, colors for every need. You can find them at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. You can check their showroom out there or jump online, Centurion Stone of Iowa. You believe Cap U Darvish is going to be back in a big way? We well, can't be any worse. <laughs> I mean, unless he gets, the bar, his arm falls off. Right. I mean, one win, he wins one, and then his arm falls off. There's or... been a lot of Cub articles here the last week or two that I've been poking around, and you, Darvish, reinvigorated. Well, you know why that to... was? Because he was a big talker at the Cubs caravan yep. two weeks ago. So, what are you saying? You don't. You're not buying, apparently. I'm concerned. Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of miles on that arm. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. They need him, Trent. Yesterday, I mentioned Kevin Brown. Hopefully, oh. for Cubs fans, <laughs> not heading down the Kevin yeah. Brown free agent signee. No, that would not be good. Uh, we've got a busy uh, final hour of the program. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, going to join us live from Atlanta. Alex Halstead will preview West Virginia and Iowa State. Trent and I are here until noon. We're glad you're w- uh, with us. If you miss any portion of the program, you can always jump online at KXNO.com and you can uh, find the podcast there. There are very quickly um, first Hours up before the show was even over. The second hour of the program is up uh, within 15 minutes of its conclusion. I want to tell you that portions of our program are brought to you by our friends at FullerDental.net. Dr. Stephen Fuller, if you're in the market for a new dentist, if you're new to the area, if you've moved from uh, the west side of town to the east side of town or whatever, whatever makes it uh, a new dentist on your shopping list, Dr. Fuller is my dentist. Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, Dr. Stephen Fuller. Check him out online, fullerdental.net. The 11 o'clock hour next, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.